Hi everyone and welcome to the Active Dog podcast. I'm Emily from online Active Dog retail store Canine Trail Time and you're listening to episode five of the Active Dog podcast, how to choose the right harness for your dog. So today I'm going to talk to you about how you might go about uh, choosing the right harness for your dog based on what your requirements are and the process that I go through with people when I am working with them to determine what might be the best harness for their dog for their requirements. So what I will always start with when I'm doing a harness consultation is to ask the person what the purpose of the harness is for. So if you are specifically looking for a harness for walking or um, trekking, agility, any of the, the normal sort of activities that don't require your dog to be pulling in harness, then I would direct people to a harness that is a shorter style. And the reason for that is because you've got more control with a shorter style harness. So um, your your dog will be closer to you. Um, you will potentially have um, a front uh, clip on, on the harness or a front cord on the harness where you can attach a, a two clip lead to or another lead to uh, so that you can do, use it as a training tool. Um, and these harnesses are more specifically designed for these activities of, um, you know, for example, agility or trailing, scent work, all that kind of other activity besides the pulling sport. And so I would always be directing people in that instance if they said to me that was what they wanted the harness for to the shorter style of harness. However, the shorter style harnesses can also be used for pulling sports, but I'll talk about that in a minute. So if somebody says to me, I am going to be doing canny cross or bike jaw, dog scootering, dry land mushing, which is um, the use of a, a three wheeled cart called a rig, usually with a, a team of dogs. And by team, I mean two or more. Then I would invite people to have a look at the longer style harnesses because those harnesses have been specifically designed for the pulling sports and what's better about a longer style harness for a dog that's pulling is that you've got more length in the harness to distribute the pull down the length of the body so with a short harness if you think about where the force of the pull is distributed it's in a small area around the dog's shoulders if you're thinking about um, a dog really pulling and propelling you and possibly even a bike or a rig or a scooter forward, having that pull force of the pull distributed down the length of the harness is going to mean that the dog can move freer. And that's ideally what you want with any harness is you want them to be able to move as freely as possible. So I would always um, guide people towards longer harnesses if they are looking for, for taking part in the pulling sports. But there is a caveat to that as well, because there is no point having a long style harness if your dog isn't going to pull into that harness. So if your dog is more of a leisurely puller and they're just trotting with you, maybe they're keeping their lines tight, but they're not actually pulling, really pulling hard into the harness, then the length of a long style harness is perhaps going to be wasted on them and you can find yourself in a situation where you've got 
excess harness which is flapping around on the dog's back it can be quite distracting for a dog as well and you can actually put a dog off pulling if they're not a strong puller you put them in a longer style harness and then they've got something that's flapping around excess material on their back so that would be a reason not to choose a long harness even if you were taking part in in a pulling sport if your dog was less of a puller than perhaps some of the other dogs that we see who are very enthusiastic so those are the first first things that i i question people on are you know what do you want the harness for and um is your dog going to be a puller or not so once i've once i've established these things we can look at all the different styles of harnesses within um the the bracket of harnesses which might be suitable so I mentioned um, you know, shorter style harnesses. You've got a couple of uh, really well-known brands now um, who produce a, a, a decent walking harness, trekking harness. Um, and I, I stock a number of these at Canine Trail Time. So these harnesses are designed to to just literally function for for walking or for other activities and you clip your bungee lead on or your your normal lead on behind the shoulders and you're good to go with the longer style harnesses you've got to consider more with the the length of the harness how it's actually fitted um, it, it's a lot more complicated in terms of getting the right fit for a harness that perhaps isn't adjustable so harnesses that I would say to look at if you're looking for the short style harnesses are non-stop line harnesses. Zero DC do a really good short harness. Arctic Wolf do their adventure harness, which is great for, for walking and trekking. You've got Howling Dog Alaska who do a distance harness. So you've got some really good brands there with some really good uh, short harnesses that you can look at for those activities. If you're looking for a longer style harness, one that I always suggest to people um, if they are unsure of if their dog is going to pull or not is the Drag Rattan Multisport because although it's a longer style harness, it actually uh, sort of sits midway down the body and can be used for dogs that don't pull as well or dogs that potentially pull to the side so you have got that mid-range option as well um, the howling dog alaska second skin is a, a, a shorter um, long style harness and what i mean by that is it still directs the pull um, in the same way that a long harness does down the length of the body but it doesn't actually come to the base of the tail on the dog. So those harnesses can be really good on shorter, stockier breeds and perhaps dogs that don't like things by their tail, but they're still strong pullers. Um, they're also good for dogs that have sort of hip issues or anything where, um, you know, dogs don't like things going down the length of their back. And I'll give you an example of that because um, my youngest dog, Delta, doesn't seem to, to respond as well in a, a in a pulling situation if she has a harness that goes down to her tail she's got quite a long back and it just seems to interfere with her movement if she's got anything that goes to the base of her tail so i tend to run her in the howling dog um, second skin harness 
then you've got your your proper uh, long pulling harnesses the non-stop free motion is one that many of you will have heard of um, it's very popular in the dog sports and it's popular because it's a it's a very functional harness and it's also adjustable so some of the other harnesses aren't adjustable which can mean that if you've got a dog that's slightly shorter or slightly stockier or even slightly slimmer than your average uh, breed within that um you know within that the scope of your breed then you've got um, the ability to adjust that harness to fit it on your dog so the non-stop free motion is one that uh, you will see recommended a lot but it doesn't always suit every dog every dog is an individual so you also have harnesses like the zero dc long which isn't an adjustable harness but if you can get the fit correct it's a really good functional harness and i mentioned um, dogs that bound and really put their effort into pulling the zero dc long has got the area over the spine completely free so if you've got a dog that is potentially um, going to really arch their back when they're running so hound uh, hound shaped dogs really do pointers in particular can be really bendy through their spine and so having something like the zero dc long which leaves the whole of the spine free to to move can be really beneficial for them um, in getting that that freedom of movement that you want when they're moving in harness you've also got your x-backs and there's always been a little bit of, of controversy around x-backs and canny crossing for some reason um, because people have said that you know you shouldn't canny cross a dog in an x-back harness and and there's just no reason really why that should be the case unless you've got a particularly small dog with a particularly tall person and a particularly short line that's the only situation that i can see where it would affect the actual um the the design of the harness and the way it's intended to move because if you think about an x-back being designed for sled dogs to pull a sled then where the pull point is going to be is is quite horizontal and so if you change the angle of that too much then it could change the way the harness works however it's unlikely you're going to get that uh, enough of a change in that angle to to affect the way that the harness actually moves so an x-back is a really good way uh, a really good harness sorry um, for any strong pulling dog and you've got couple of different brands who are doing x-backs now um i really like the drag rat and harnesses and arctic wolf have just brought out their own x-back which is also a really good design so that might be something that you consider with your strong pulling dogs also so if you've got a dog that's not as strong a puller um, but you still want to do the dog sports there's absolutely nothing stopping you from using one of the shorter style harnesses which are generally thought of for walking and actually it was sort of presented to me when I first started canny cross that these were the only harnesses that you could canny cross in um, they're traditionally known as h-back harnesses because they're shorter um, and the style of them um, was described as an h-back 
but it's generally when you see um, a, a sort of a harness that that stops just behind the dog's shoulders and that's a shorter style harness that can be used for canicross and the other pulling sports if your dog is not as strong a puller or um, you've got a specific reason for choosing a harness that's shorter such as they don't like something down their back um, the zero dc short is um, a longer short harness as is the arctic wolf adventure harness so if you're looking for something again you know midway then those can potentially offer a little bit more um a little bit more length on the body if your dog has a particularly deep chest or they are long in the body and one of the the ordinary walking styles like the non-stop line harness or the howling dog alaska distance just look too sort of short on your dog then you could look at the the zero dc or the arctic wolf adventure because they come slightly further down the body now, all this just might sound like a, a weird magic to you, but there's there's actually um, there's quite a lot of information out there to help you choose a harness for your dog now. And like I say, the main things to, to sort of determine in the beginning is what the purpose of your harness is, is going to be for and um, whether your dog is a strong puller or not. From there, you can determine what might be the actual best harness for your dog. And sometimes that's based on the size of your dog as well. So some of the harness brands don't produce either very small harnesses or very large harnesses. And um, sometimes, you know, the, the smallest pulling dogs uh, seem to be slightly ignored in the design um, of, of the better pulling harnesses. However, that said, I think it's becoming more recognised that smaller dogs are, um, uh, are definitely just as strong pullers or can be just as strong pullers as their bigger counterparts. And so you've got brands like Nonstop and Zero DC who are now bringing out harnesses that are, are designed for the smaller strong puller and it's actually coming up to national terrier day this weekend it's march the 27th and so we're, we're going to be doing a little feature on um how how just because a dog is small doesn't mean they they're not going to be a strong puller and they're not going to suit the dog sports so look out for that on our blog um but just to say that there are brands who are beginning to cater for the smaller dog now and one that I've just begun to stock this year, which has been really beneficial for the smaller strong pulling dogs is the Inlandsys open back harness. And they don't make them um, for, for dogs bigger than sort of 20 kilos. So they go right down to, to I think it's triple uh, excess and can be a really good option if you've got a small strong pulling dog. So I think that just about covers an introduction to how to choose the right harness for your dog. If you're still feeling confused by all the options and what might work, then obviously you can contact me through my website, caninetrailtime.com, to get a consultation. Um, I'm happy to, to answer questions on emails. And obviously I do harness fittings in person, which is the best way to determine the harness that's going to suit your dog the best. But you can contact me through the website or on my email um, and I will happily help guide you if you're looking for a little bit more advice. That's it for this episode. 
I hope you have enjoyed it and we'll be back soon with another episode on the Active Dog podcast. Until then, remember, active dogs are happy dogs.